0: By their fruits, you shall know them. shall know though
1: things according to his purpose all things according to his will you know so i i i mean i grew up in the church you know we could talk about it on the you know pod, the podcast if if you guys For want sure. to uh, yeah and
0: i i actually started recording right at nine i wanted to sneak in and tell you just so we didn't say anything you know we didn't want okay. aired but i can edit out you know the beginning to make it sound like a good start no
1: there's nothing at all that i i'm not ashamed of anything that i said um you know i just
0: didn't want to single anybody out you know i didn't want to call out names and and but it may come to that at some point to be honest because mm -hmm. when these things start saturating you know the we were listening to somebody talk about it's just making its way into secular circles and Mm -hmm. secular conversations all these gnostic beliefs and it's really infiltrating just everyone's mind you know like and, and they may not be aware so that was one of the things i wanted to Talk to you about, you know, red flags and warning signs and, you know, ways out and what what works and what didn't and what smelled so sweet, what was tempting and what pushed you away. And we don't have to dig in, you know, that a hundred percent, but I I do feel like a very important topic to cover.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I would, I would say that, um, I myself, you know, I was raised uh, Presbyterian, uh, but I don't think I was born again though. Uh, looking back, um, I, I thought I earnestly loved uh, the Lord and served God and everything. And I, I don't know, maybe I was, I kind of look back. I, it's different now though. I, I could say that I, I didn't, I didn't read the Bible very much when I was a child. You know, you go to church, you go to choir, you know, you go to uh, study school, you go to the youth group, you know, and, and I understand if a child is very long, uh, young, that might be a difficult thing for them to do, even though you should read the Bible with your children, if you have any, you know, but, uh, you know, but I I grew up, you know, my father was born again, you know, uh my grandparents were, my uncle was. Um so I was surrounded by people my mom was, but she passed away when I was uh when I was uh six. And my dad would later pass away when I was eighteen. Um you know, my dad was also uh conspiracy theorist as well. I grew up listening to Bill Cooper. Um he didn't like Alex Jones. Uh, and occasionally we listened to coast to coast AM at night, but when they went into esoteric stuff, he'd kind of get upset about it. Um, but you know, I, um, you know, I, I was raised in the church and, 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 you know, and I thought I earnestly did believe, uh, but you know, in 2008, um, I heard on coast to coast AM. I was listening to December, uh, one evening on this very old radio that my grandfather had. It was like, I was listening to AM 640. Um, and Alex Jones came on and he talked about how 9-11 was an inside job. Um, and at that part point of my life, I had stopped going to church. Uh, I had met, uh, my wife, uh, the only, uh, woman I've ever been with in my entire life. Um, and, um, you know, I still prayed, but, you know, it was very sparingly, uh, was in my twenties. Um, and so I kind of just, you know, fell away. Uh, kind of like you know the parable uh, that Jesus gives of of those that um uh, hear hear the gospel but don't believe right you know the, the the four seeds and and mine was probably you know the world choked the go- the gospel out of me you know because I gave over okay. to worldly things. <sighs> So, you know, I um, you know, so when you when you start when you get into the quote-unquote truth movement because the ultimate truth, the objective truth is uh, you know, the truth of the Bible, you know, the, God's word, you know, uh, the truth of God the Father, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. You know, that that's that's Amen. the objective truth. You know, the truth movement is not true. A lot of it's sham. Uh as all of uh-huh. us, you know, all, all you know well know well known of that, you know. And so you start you start hearing you know start listening to podcasts and Alex Jones is, is not a Christian. Uh, I, I'm sorry if that offends anybody who's listening. He's not. I like, agree. He's a New Ager, yeah. he's a theosophist. Uh, he serves Satan. He knows the gospel but rejects it. Uh, he acts like a Christian and says you know you know buzzwords and, and, and Jesus and God and everything, but his life uh, bears uh, no good fruit that I've seen. Uh, and mm. he is completely um, probably given over to a reprobate mind um, and. He uh, has deceived a lot of people, um, and it's it's quite sad, you know, because I used to really uh, trust Alex Jones. He's most he's, mm. he's most people's gateway drug into the truth movement, right? Um, For sure. And so it was because of people like him, and you know, once you, once you find out when 9 is a lie, and you find out that like all these things are, are you know, you've been lied to, you've been lied to about the JFK assassination, you've been lied to about 911, uh, you've been lied to about, um, you know, the founding fathers, you've been lied to about. Um, you know, the structure of the governments and elections and the world order. Um, you know, I myself grew up as a D.O. conservative, right? So I, I trust uh, the Republicans, who I call the conservatives now. Uh, um, I think there, many of them are false conservatives. And, uh, you know, so you, you once you learn that, someone goes, hey, hey. You know, you've been lied to about the Bible and the church. What's that seed of doubt? Satan's already planted those seeds of doubt about everything else, right? Yeah, unless you're kidding. strong, unless you're strong in your faith, you'll you'll yeah. fall for that doubt. And, and it's, it's sad. That's what happened to me, you know. And I, I you know I I, watched, I remember watching Zetgeist and going, yes. I don't believe this. But then watching it years later and go, you know, when I, years later when I have the spirit of Python, in me, the spirit of divination, you know, the Cunnilini spirit, you know, at that point because I was completely into mm-hmm. the new age and practicing attention magic and trying to astral project and. And everything oh. i mean just completely you know lost to kundalini psychosis in a lot of ways you know yep. i remember, you know listening to uh you know watching zeitgeist again as a universalist you know and be like oh yeah this is so true <laughs> you know <laughs> it's not it's not true it's a it's a bunch of bombs.
2: yeah i was gonna say like you and me we kind of have that similar back- background where you know i was caught up in all that stuff as well and i ended up watching zeitgeist before i ever you know read the bible for myself or anything and it was talking about for the first 10 minutes of this truther movie you know uh it basically takes that much, that time the first 10 minutes of the whole clip to, to plant that deep that seed of, of doubt in your mind that the bible is just you know the uh, rehashed pagan pagan myths and that jesus is the sun in the sky and the 12 disciples of the 12 constellations and this and that and then like shortly after like a week after my buddy came over and he had uh we had watched uh, Age of Deceit by Gosh Mora, Face Like the Sun on YouTube. Age of Deceit, and it brought up the movie Zeitgeist. And I don't believe it was by chance. I believe that God earnestly knew that I was seeking for the truth. And obviously, if you don't know Him, you go down like, you know, kind of all these side roads until I believe, if you you truly seek hard enough, you're gonna inevitably end up with Jesus and the in the Word of God. But in that in that documentary, it brought up Zeitgeist and and the claims that it made, and it was like, well, you know, the Bible says that thou shalt not worship the sun, the moon and the stars. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how could Christ be the sun and the apostles be the stars? And like, like the, the Bible itself is denouncing that and it wouldn't make any logical sense. And then you find, you know, that these pseudo historians who are caught up in the occult are the ones trying to propagate all. The- yep. So true. No, I couldn't agree more.
0: You know, it's uh, yeah, your direct contradiction, you know, demand worship, but not the sun, But I'm the son. Yeah, that makes a lot right. of sense, right? <laughs> exactly. So, Sounds like stuff
1: that Jordan yeah, Maxwell would
0: push, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. He, he would push stuff like that. Man, what is it with the Jordans pushing everything, you know, <laughs> Maxwell, Peterson? <laughs> so, I mean that's how
1: that's how it is, you know. So in
2: your exp- in your experience with uh with with Gnosticism, how about yes. how about we do this? How about uh you break down kind of like what Gnosticism means and some of the uh the beliefs that they hold that are absolutely contrary to the Word of God. And I have notes too, if you want me to hop in at some time. But yes. do you want to yes, break course, that down yeah. for us?
1: I mean, Gnosticism is pretty much choose your own religion. Like, cuz I believe there's there's only there's only two religions in the world. One is Bible believing, you know, Christianity that leads people to be born again by hearing the word of God, right? You know, that's if, you know, they, you know, accept it, you know, if if, you know, through God's grace that they're saved, uh, that they develop faith, that they repent, you know, become born again. But, you know, for that happening, you you know, you have we you have to hear, you know, God's word uh, uh, you know, generally for that, for, for that to occur. Right. So, you know, you have Bible believing Christianity, which all of us being born again, uh, you know, you know, you know, all three of us here, you know, we're, we're brothers in Christ, you know, we fall into that camp. Right. And all the other world's religions, you know, you can, you can, um, put them or lump them together as just different shades of lipstick on a pig. You know, they're all the satanic deception that started, with uh, uh, with Satan or the serpent uh, in the Garden of Eden, uh, you know that you should eat of the uh, uh, fruit of the tree of god of knowledge of good and evil, uh, that you know you would you, you would be like God, you know. So it so it starts okay. from there, okay. So Gnosticism is just another flavor of that. It's a collective group, you know. You could have you have christian gnostics are people who 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 proclaim like myself to believe in jesus okay but i but i didn't believe in the jesus of the bible the jesus that was told uh within uh the old testament and the new testament the true son of god i believed in a different jesus a jesus of a different gospel uh uh you know that 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 is it's just a lie it's, it's it's a lie it's a satanic lie um uh, uh you know propagated by uh, satan himself uh it's a distortion of uh of who who truly you know jesus is uh and who truly God the Father is and everything, so that you know there are people who c- you know claim to be Christians uh, who are Gnostics, but you also have Gnostics who reject uh, you know any type of uh, Christian like uh, typology uh, using of uh, of you know Jesus or or God or um, you know the apostles, um, and so you have kind of like Gnosticism in and of itself isn't necessarily uh has christian you know christian overtones uh but you know there are branches of gnosticism uh that do it's just it's just a distortion of, of true bible believing christianity
2: uh, right. they so, use similar terminology yes in a lot of their explanations yes that's
0: very much we directly huh jeremy what's that i said that's kind of what we were dealing with on that other interview directly was some keywords, you know, buzzword kind of stuff. But then like just the craziest, the craziest (laughs) thought processes came directly after, you know, Yeshua,
2: insert, garbage, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Equals Osiris, it's like, what? Yeah, Yeah,
1: it's a lot of that, you know. And so it's kind of like a blending, it's choose your own religion. It's pretty much what it is. Whatever. there's no objective truth, it's all subjective truth, you know.
0: Yeah, nope, I've never heard it put that way, but I I have to agree. It's like build-a-bear for your religion. Like so you, a you, bit don't,
1: you, you don't like this? Throw this out. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's either it's either the word of God is the word of God or it's not the word of God. You know, now the all of us today, here yesterday. believe it is. You know, but yep. it, so they kind of pick and choose. Oh, I don't like, and I was the same way. I oh, I don't like this. Like I even made my own scripture listing of scriptures of of books in the Bible that I thought should have been included in canon and gnostic books that should have been included. It was choose your own you know canon of the Bible. You know, right? And yeah. and a lot of gnostics do that. You know. Um, so, you know, Gnosticism existed, they say, late first century, it could be before then, uh, you could have had Jewish, there's Jewish Gnosticism or Jewish influence of Gnosticism too, as well. Um, and so pretty much, you know, the Gnostics believe in, since they were a varied group, it wasn't like, you know, one central group of teaching or doctrine, it's just, you know, because it says it was choose your own, you know, religion structure, you know, choose your own beliefs, choose your own subjective truth. Um, There's a lot of differentiation, you know, and they didn't agree. It wasn't uh, like a central uh, doctrine. And so, you know, they may had many different beliefs. You had many different uh, sects of Gnostics. You had the, the able Gnostics, uh, the Abelins, uh, the Sethians. Um, you had, uh, you know, throughout time, you had different, or throughout history, you had uh, different groups. Uh, you had uh, kind of like a Manichaeanism, uh, Valentinism. Um, So you had, you know, different sects that believed uh, different things. Um, If you trace back Gnosticism, uh, at least back to its roots, and there were uh, polemics against Gnosticism within the New Testament, right? You have John's letters, for example, and they don't directly call it Gnosticism uh, because, you know, that train of thought. As far as the gnosticism is kind of like a, like a modern term, like a collective umbrella for all this, uh, but the apostles, uh, who you know were you know guided by the Holy Spirit, you know it's, it's the Word of God, it's it's divine. Um, you know they wrote polemics against Gnosticism within the New Testament.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I and I know that uh, if you look back historically, like Gnosticism was like the main, it was like the number one enemy of the early church and the early church. <laughs> truly, like, they they were at war with the Gnostics in their writings, you know what I mean? You could tell that they were trying to rebuke the Gnostics as much as they could because all the Gnostics were doing was taking, you know, central things and themes and stories of the Bible and interpreting them uh, completely allegorically, and, you know, they were teaching that Yahweh of the Old Testament was really this cruel, vindictive God, and he was actually, like, um, he was basically the product of Sophia. Mm-hmm. And he went to create the earth and mm-hmm. you know, the uh, and human beings in it and not that human beings were inherently evil, but they, they believe because Yahweh made us, that's why we're evil. You know, it has nothing to do with true moral Creation creation is evil and above itself. Right. And the spirit is the only thing that's good. The flesh is evil and the spirit is good.
1: Now not all Gnostics were like that though. But a majority right. of them were, and, and and so again, it was kind of like you know. So there were some Gnostics who who didn't have that mindset, but the majority of them, or at least the ones that we know of today, and the reason most most of the New Age practices, which borrow from this form of Gnosticism, which you can trace all all the way back to the Mystery Babylon religions, you can trace all the way back uh, to 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 um the serpent's distortion of the Word of God to Eve uh you know a satan's distortion of that so you trace it all the way back to then if you really want to get back down to the roots but um you know the, the most uh, majority of the gnostics uh, at least the christian framed gnostics they, you know they believe exactly what you just mentioned uh jeremy um and you know they you know they they had goddess worship with sophia uh, of course um you know, goddess worship has gone through uh, many names throughout history. You know, you have uh, Semiramis, you know, uh, Nimrod, Semiramis, and uh, Tammuz. Uh, uh, you have uh, Diana, which, you know, Paul, uh, the, the the carvers of D- uh, Diana or Artemis, uh, Diana of the Ephesians. Uh, okay. so, and and, and um, in Acts, you had, you know, Paul wanting to go down there. Uh, to to speak against the crowd of their worship of Diana, uh, you know the the, the other uh, brothers and sisters in Christ that were with Paul were like, yeah, no, you shouldn't go down there. Paul, you should no 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 go down there no no don't go down there. You know, <laughs> right. uh, and Paul's like, I'm going down there. And They're like, no no don't do it. Uh, there's there's a crowd ripped into a friend's <laughs> yep. so So you know, so a lot of them do have this kind of goddess worship uh, uh, mindset. You know, you see that in the Catholic Church uh, uh, now with uh, Mariology, which actually comes from um, the Proto Evangelism of of James, uh, was where a lot of Mariology comes from, which was a uh, which was a Gnostic, uh, somewhat Gnostic text. Uh, to some degree, some people would say that it was more orthodox text. His um, course uh, was written, I believe. Let me look. I think in the second century, proto inf- infancy, gosp- infancy Gospel
2: of James. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, second orthodox century. Second century. Right. century. That's why they um, believe the, the the whole Orthodox Church started from the Epistles of James, or that's what they claim.
1: Yes, that's true. Yes, most uh, most Gnostics do. And so um, the Gospel of James is where we get uh, where the Catholic Church gets a lot of their uh, uh, Mariology uh, beliefs. Um, and it was actually condemned by uh, Pope Innocent the, the first, um, I think, in the f- four hundreds. Um, and so it's quite interesting that the Catholics today uh still uh you know use that mariology and worship uh the, the queen of heaven uh which is which is paganism it's it's a pagan practice um and and you know and it does a lot of it stems from gnosticism and goddess worship uh you also have the personification of wisdom which yeah. is Sophia, that you yeah. mentioned yeah. earlier Jeremy uh which I myself um I, I I've read the um the uh, book of enoch i do not think it should be in the bible because there are errors within the book of enoch uh, which is why it should not be in the bible in my opinion uh, however though uh, if one you know is you know on the meat and not on the milk um you know you can gain some insight and some knowledge from reading the book of enoch there is some truth within it um, it's the same way I kind of look at the Epistle of Barnabas, for example. Not the Gospel of Barnabas. No, 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 no. That's a late, you know, 10 plus century uh, heretical work. But the Epistle of Barnabas that was written, in, you know, the first century. You know, there is a lot of truth within the Epistle of Barnabas, but there is some error in it as well. Uh, so, you know, it, it, but with the the Book of Enoch, though, I guess one thing I say is wisdom is personified in the Bible as being a woman but not a personification equal to Sophia, uh, kind of like a Gnosis. It's a wisdom that comes from God when it's personified uh, various times within the Bible, wisdom is. Um, right, they so her, uh they oh,
2: call it her – sorry, brother.
1: No, Jeremy, I'm saying there's a difference. You know, Would you agree right. with
2: that? Yeah, I was going to say what they – um, at least with most sects of Gnosticism, they pretty much refer to – uh, like Sophia, it, like you said, is different, but the feminine spirit is what they call, um, you know, like the father's first thought. Yep. Quote unquote. Yep.
1: First uh, em- emanation. Right. And and so they, they they worship that. And so the 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 uh, when you read the Gosp- oh, gospel, of Thomas, uh, <laughs> when you read the Book of Enoch, um, the personification of wisdom it actually has that wisdom fell for, from heaven as the queen of heaven type personification, which I think is an error of, of, within the Book of Enoch. Um, so, you know, that kind of personification of wisdom, uh, being, uh, feminine, of being separate, of being something to worship, uh, that was, uh, you know, uh, very staunch in many Gnostic camps, uh, you know, hidden under Sophia, because most Gnostics believe that they could be saved by hidden knowledge. You know, Gnosis means knowledge. Uh, so they thought Mm -hmm. that they could be saved by, uh, hidden knowledge, uh, in the Kanye Greek. Uh, It means uh, having knowledge, uh, Gnosis or Gnosticism does. Um, So, you know, us, you know, truly, if you read the word of God, you know, you realize that we're saved by God's grace through our faith, um, and not, not by works that any man shall boast. Um, so Amen. not to say that works are not important. Way that one of the ways that you can uh, judge somebody by their fruits, are their works of, of glorifying, you know, the Father. You know, everything Amen. that we do should glorify the Father. Amen. It shouldn't be used to glorify ourselves, just like the Pharisees, right? Um, but. Exactly. The Gnostics believe that it was this hidden secret knowledge, you know, their own hubris, their own arrogancy, their own delusion, that they could be saved, not even by their works or anything like that. It's just a secret knowledge that they have and only that, you know, that they they understood. And there would be initiate ranks and two within Gnosticism, which is very similar to modern day Freemasonry um and so you know it, it it's again it's it's the tree of knowledge of good and evil you know it's it's satan going yes god's laid everything plainly has revealed all the secrets within the world of god but that's been tainted you don't need that over here i got something i got something super special for you because you're very special all right so i got something special for you that this will save you you know, worry about this hidden secret knowledge that the world and the church and all the evil world order. All they've hid, you know, hid this from you. The Vatican, you know, but don't don't go over there and don't read the the Bible. Don't read the Word of God because there's no truth in there. You know, that's what Satan's you know whispering in people's ears with doubt. You know, especially within the Truth movement. And there's many people who mean well, and I know it's not in the Bible. The colloquialism "the road to hell is paved in paved in good intentions." Uh, you know, I myself thought I was doing good. Uh, but I was not. I was not glorifying God. God was not in me. I did not believe in Jesus Christ, as my, uh, as, uh, at least Jesus Christ told in the scriptures, uh, as you know, my Lord and Savior. Uh, and so whatever works I we're doing, we're not glorifying God. They're glorifying myself. Um, and sadly, a lot of people that are in the New Age movements, a lot of people that are in Gnosticism, though they mean well, and they're ontologically good because they're created by God, they're still, you know, sadly and tragically we need to pray for them that they come under come out from under the delusion they're going to hell and they're leading people to hell even well, if they believe they're doing good
0: you hear stuff come through you know in the form of uh, you know destruction is really just the same as creation and maybe resets are a good thing you know those are some of the things that that we heard up, uh, uh you know in a former interview and we're just kind of like man you know so I mean that kind of comes with it. I was thinking that when you that's were a, that's about a
1: Caliuga cycles, brother. That's 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 straight out of uh, Alexander Dugan and Steve Bannon there.
0: Oh, Okay, well you know that that's not surprising. I, that this is the second time I've heard that uh, first name recently, so I wonder if that's uh, that may be something that where it's coming directly from. Huh? So yeah, I found that uh, you know like you said, you may think that you have good intentions, but I think that uh, you know, those thought processes kind of expose that. And I've I've heard that compared to like Prometheus bringing the fire of the gods, right? Like yeah. That's yeah. And I think that's a Masonic. I confuse these things sometimes. No, it <laughs> so. no,
1: no, it definitely is. It is. Okay. So yeah, so so Bannon and Dugan believe that we that we live in the Kali Yuga, the Yuga cycles. Um, and that the, the, the Kali Yuga, you know, part of the four Yuga, of the Yuga cycle in Hinduism is full of conflict, strife and sin. So they're like, yeah, the great, re-, of course, the, re- the great reset leads to the false great awakening. Right. And all of us here, we believe God's ultimately sovereign, that it's in God. You know, we trust in God. You know, it's in it's in God's hands. And God can use wicked rulers to judge people and bring him closer to him. Uh, there are wicked kings. Uh, There are numerous wicked kings (laughs) in the Bible. There's only a handful of just kings. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, 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 (laughs) you know, so Biden being in presidency might be to judge all those who worship Donald Trump. Mm. Think about that for a minute.
0: No doubt. Well, I mean, you know, they do say that the absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. You know, so I think if you didn't have the spirit of God within you and you had all that unlimited power, then it kind of makes sense how you kind of end up with the, you know, that same thing over and over. So, uh, you know, I think it's important. That's why we need that spirit of discernment and need to get familiar with the voice of God. You know, he says that my sheep will know my voice. Right. And so we need to learn that voice because uh, a lot of the things that are going to get thrown at us by the world, you know, they may sound tempting. They may smell sweet. They they are somewhat seductive. Like you said, they lure you in with that. Hey, you're special. Let me tell you something. Nobody else knows, you know, all that stuff to, uh, you know, someone that was not discerning with the word of God. You know, they could easily how many times have. People got caught up. Like you said, you know, they think that they're quoting the Bible and it's nowhere to be found. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Money is the root of all evil. You know, Uh, it's just those little twisted variations. And we saw that with the temptation of Christ in the wilderness, you know, that twisted scripture, you know, sounds like a, a 80s punk band. But uh, that's his that's that's his go to move, you know. But what did Jesus combat? You know, what did he fight back with the word of God directly? So if we model ourselves after that alone, if we know that there's twisted scripture planted, these seeds everywhere, then we need to combat that directly with the word of God. And to do that, we would need to be familiar with the word of God and have it in our
2: heart. Yeah, I was going to say, too, that, uh, you know, as we discussed before, the, the Gnostics use a lot of Christian terminology in the way that they explain their beliefs so somebody who doesn't or is not really familiar with sound doctrine and theology like can easily get sucked into what they're preaching and teaching like they'll even call jesus the logos or the logos you know what i mean and of course that's the word in the bible you know the logos made flesh and but what they don't understand and usually what the gnostics leave out until somebody is like uh biting the worm so to speak is that in their belief Jesus is the highest God of the lesser gods. So he is still a creative being from the father, from the father. And then it, it kind of like snowballs from there on what they believe about Jesus. And it really can deceive a lot of people because they'll even use things like, um, like he is a formless, how do I say it? He's, he's a formless of the bodiless. So that's almost like saying he is the incarnation of the invisible God, which the Bible says that he is. But he's a, the in the Bible. He's the exact expression and, and basically the exact he's God in the flesh, to put it simply. But what they do is they go and twist it and, and make it seem like Christ himself is not equal with God. He is just a product of the thought of God. And he is one of the, he's one of many gods, but he's just the highest of them all. And the lesser gods live in like the middle realm, I believe. And human beings live on the, uh, and t- in their belief that human beings, there's three different realms. So human beings live on the the lowest plane. Yeah. And then the lesser gods live on the middle plane. And then above that is uh, the father and the, the the thought, which they call the feminine spirit.
1: And the Archons, and so, they call the lesser gods the Archons. Yes, right. Okay. And
2: they I've call the, right. they call Archon.
1: they call the fallen god, uh, you know, who, the, the the god the who, whom we worship, the Demiurge. Um, yeah. That that's in their in their mindset that we worship the Demiurge, um, which, is, and also, did you, Jeremy did you, when you were you know in the New Age uh, belief system yourself. Did you know, did you, um, there's a big difference between the Gnostics tell you that there's one true God, their one true God is unknowable. You can't have a personal relationship, uh, with, uh, their God. Uh, it's impossible. Where Christianity, um, you know, we, we have a personal relationship, with God, through Jesus Christ, He's the only mediator between uh, us and God, uh so it's the complete inverse of that.
2: you have to bridge that gap, yeah, and what they try to do is say that these lesser gods are here to teach them knowledge and reach this point of consciousness to become like them
0: yep. Mm-hmm. So, John, what do you think if somebody found their self caught in the middle of this or realized or, you know, some of these things sound familiar, maybe they're noticing some red flags. What was uh, your initial reversal like? You know, was that a tough transition? Was that, you know, lots of prayer, fasting and reading the word? Or was it a, a instant kind of transformation? You know, the spirit entered and you're like, whoa, I was way off, you know?
1: Uh, so what ha- it was a long process with me. Now, for some people, it's a very short. Process for some people, it takes time. It just depends on you know how much they resist, how much they're stubborn. <laughs> you know, so so for me, you know, I um I always I always say that uh, I uh, used to listen to Nathan Stoltman uh, lift a veil. Uh, he was a Gnostic. He still is. Um, and uh, my friend Jesse Spots, who's born again Christian, uh, he was on um, uh, Lift Devel's program, and they were talking about like this limousine crash. And I was like, hey, this Jesse guy's interesting. So, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go look at his channel. So, interestingly enough, when I turn to his channel, uh, he was uh, talking about Ted Beal, uh, Teddy Spaghetti, uh, Vox Day, uh, and how he um had uh, the, the Spirit of Python, the Spirit of Divination in him, and he was, uh, you know, praising Jesus and praying to God, for God to deliver him of the Kundalini Spirit. And I had the Kundalini Spirit in me at the time, and I was like, oh, this is, oh, uh, you know, like, it was repelling. I was like, what is this? You know, I was like, oh, you know, and, and, and so I turned it off, you know. And okay. and so I started, you know, researching more, because things didn't add up when I learned about the cancel for National Policy and, and Trump and everything, and I started listening to a whole bunch of different people, so, you know, I, uh I started listening to the Catholic uh Michael Joseph who I love his work you take out the catholic parts of it uh exposing the new agers exposing blavatsky and and pike and and uh alice bailey and and that stuff actually started uh you know his polemics against the new age uh even if it was from a catholic perspective uh started to actually started to wear me down uh you know I couldn't there's nothing I I couldn't disprove what he was saying cuz most new agers not all of them but a lot of them they don't really read the writings of these people who are deep in it kind of like the uh i guess you would say like uh the 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 satanic apostles <laughs> you know cuz sometimes you know the, the 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 um i don't really call them church fathers but the church i guess just pastors, you know, or you know, I I read the the, the, the you know the work the rights the writings of you know the Christians from the um uh apostolic period oh, okay. in the in the and in the anti-Nicene period before the Nicene Creed, you know, and if you read anybody after uh uh you read anybody after um uh, a- after uh, yeah, by Polycarp or 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 um Clement. Uh, But if you read anybody after uh, the Council of Nicaea, it's kind of like just reading Martin Luther, reading um, uh, Calvin. You know, yeah, they get some of it right because they're human, but they also get things that they're wrong about too. So you don't Mm -hmm. take it as the literal word of God, like the Bible. You know, so when you're reading these early, you know, pastors, for lack of a better term, or Christian writers or whatever, you know, if I would have known, if I would have known the Bible better first. And I would have known that, you know, Catholicism later corrupted the church by the ble- the blending of Rome and pagan beliefs. Like, if I would have known that, and would have known the works of the, for lack of a better term, the early church fathers, um, I may not have went down the road of Gnosticism, actually. Because that's right. one of the biggest lies, you know. The Catholic Church is lying to you. The Council of Nicaea is lying to you. They formulated the Bible. Oh, wait, no, they didn't. Yeah. You know, like, so, right. you know, and so... I that would have that would have worked to get I would have been like wait a minute no this is this isn't true uh you know but it's it, so I um you know Michael Joseph was talking about how the Nakamati Library and I've done a show on this uh the Nakamati Library's uh, digs uh the the translations the pro the 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 pushing of the Nakamati of the the Gnostic scriptures well that's all done by the Rockefeller Foundation. I mean, Elaine Pagels, you know, who's <laughs> written numerous, numerous Gnostic books that I've read, you know, uh, she's she won numerous Rockefeller awards, you know, and so what? once I, I I I learned that, you know, I remember there were certain time periods where I remember my, my you know, my paradigm shifting, for lack of better words, you know, and I was like, wait a minute, you know, the scales started to fall off my eyes, I was like, wait, you know, if the, and so I started actually reading, as most New Agers, they don't read the true writings of the new agers, you know, they read kind right. of like this initiate, initiate fluff stuff, you know, and the then office. they're like, oh, okay, this is, this is it, <laughs> yep. you know? So, you know, so but once I actually sat down and started, re- you know, and Michael Joseph was reading the, their works as well. I was, you know, doing these presentations. I was like, wait a minute. I believe what the elite believe, <laughs> you know, like oh, I right. thought I didn't, you know, I thought I was against them, you know, wait, What? And that's when it started, you know, I was like, wait a minute, something so is had, not right here.
0: Had to take a couple of ste- steps back and then you were kind of able to see, wait a minute, okay, when you zoom out and you can kind of see that bigger picture, then, then that uh, is going to kind of help you point some of those things out. And I did want to add in real quick, you make a really good point because, uh, uh, you know, we're told, call no one on this earth your father, and mm-hmm. we very commonly, you know, I refer to it daily sometimes, the writings of the early church, you know, so I appreciate that little nugget there as well, because, you know, that, that's just one of the things that we do, you know, we we know these things, I, I have that scripture in my heart, and yeah, yeah you yeah. know, so.
2: I, I
1: mean, I, I, I yeah, I guess I should just say the writings of the early church pastors, I guess, would be a better way of saying it, you know, I mean, I call no man father, call no man rabbi, Uh, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, and so, i, I, I don't even get me started on the whole structure of 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 papal the papacy, <laughs> but you know I I I it's just so I you know sadly Michael Joseph though you know he's given into his own delusion he now trusts Trump he now tried to blend in the Fatima prophecies with Q uh, and it's very sad that he's been giving o- over to his own delusion uh, because of that because of his fear living in the Northeast of of liberals and progressives. And the Great Reset, uh, that you know, the the the, the Marian apparitions, uh, especially the Fatima prophecies, for example, uh, that's all fallen angels. That's all satanic. Mary would not want to be worshipped uh, as right. as the as the earthly uh, you know mother of of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, even angels uh, say not. You know, well, the fallen angels demand worship, but you know god's you know true angels and non-falling angels you know they're they're they're, they're messengers like, hey, and servants out. of god do just that. like you and I don't no, yeah don't do that so mary would be the same thing mary would be like no 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 you don't, don't pray to me what are you, what are you doing
2: yep. you know um same with any of the saints they try to venerate you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they know mm-hmm. they know the word better
1: <laughs> yeah
2: very much <laughs> yeah. very
1: much so jeremy so i so that you know so but the you know the Marian apparition says we'll build this you know church this, F, you know, worship Ephesus to Mary, you know, and it's like, wait, wait a minute. That's satanic, <laughs> you know, so that's sadly, Michael. Take away? Sa- yeah, that's it. And sadly, Michael Joseph's been given given to that. But God used him to pull me out of it. And so mm-hmm. I remember uh, one one day I was driving home uh, from Raleigh, North Carolina to Fayetteville, North Carolina. And that was when I completely, you know, repented to God uh of my new age gnostic beliefs and i felt you felt you know genuine sorrow for that uh and uh you know told god that i you know pledged my life to him uh that i will serve him and that i earnestly loved him uh and that was the amount the you know that was the exact time that i can remember uh that i was born again i felt the cunnilini spirit leave out of my third eye uh my pineal gland and i felt uh what i believe to be the holy spirit uh, entered inside of me, I felt warmth and love that I've never felt in my entire life. Um, and it is the still, um, to this day, you know, sometimes when I'm praising God or prayer and prayer or, you know, reading the word or, you know, fellowshipping with other brothers and sisters in Christ or, or singing songs to glorify God, I still feel that in scripture, they talk about the leaping of the spirit. I still feel it's the same feeling there's a totally different uh, feeling between uh the cunningly spirit which is also known as the false holy spirit and the true holy spirit which is spirit of god uh, that is given to all uh, uh, uh born again believers and dwells within us cuz you know we are the temples now uh there is no single uh, temple that you know god dwells in the second temple's been destroyed um, and, uh, and there's a big difference to anybody out there who is lost to Gnosticism, is lost to new age beliefs. Uh, the Cunnallini spirit, uh, would like to tell you that it is uh, a spirit from God, that it is a godly spirit, but it is demonic. It is the false Holy Spirit. Uh, and it is completely evil.
0: Yeah. Start reading some scripture out loud and see how it reacts there.
1: It does not like it. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Does not want to hear it. Mm-mm. And so yeah, I mean you know as you know Jesus said uh, in the parable of the lamp, you know Luke uh, you know 8:17, uh, for nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest ne- uh, neither anything hid uh, that shall not be known and, and come abroad uh pay attention therefore to how you listen, whoever ha- has will be given more, but whoever does not have, even when he thinks he has he will, he, he he has will be taken away from him mm. uh, so we know the Word of God is there. Uh, You know, uh, for all. Um, And nothing is hidden within the word of God. It's all been laid bare. Uh, We might not understand it completely fully. You know, Uh, you know, many of us have uh, different interpretations of secondary doctrine, uh, the end times as far as the book of Revelation. you know, all born again believers. Uh, you know, believe that Jesus Christ is coming back. There will be a second coming of, you know, and, oh, you know, judgment. You don't want to be on the end of the white throne judgment, by the way, (laughs) you know, and and, and that Satan will be cast into the outer darkness, into hell, into the lake of fire. Uh, But as far as eschatology concerned of of a uh, rapture or, you know, what part of the tribulation or anything like that, (laughs) let me get your opinion. One thing I thought about this, you guys, I want to ask you all about this is I believe that there is such discourse and disagreement about that because only God knows when Jesus is going to return. So since it's not completely set in, you know, as far as it, not one person can... The reason why we have disagreements about the revelation of Jesus Christ is be, is because of that, because no one could say this is when exactly it's going to happen, and this is exactly how it's going to happen, or or am I off in that mindset? Well,
2: I'd say that, yeah, uh, I'd say that, like, there are, in Scripture, there are clear, um, almost like, I I guess I'll call them guidelines, of when Christ is going to return, but not like the day or the hour, but we have, you know, like Christ saying, directly after the tribulation, or after the last trump, or, you know, things like that, that kind of allude to whether he's going to come back at the end of the tribulation or before or in the middle. Yes. You know what I mean? I, so I think that there's guidelines, and it's important to, to to read it in that way because, as I've said and many other people have said, like, say you believe in a pre-trib rapture, but you're not sure. Uh, it's just what you've been taught. It's like you're it's better to be prepared for going through that tribulation. 100%
1: agree with you, Jeremy. Not, I I myself yeah. am a pre-wrath. Uh, Amen, but, me too. Yeah. but I completely, Same. anybody who preaches a pre tribulation rapture, do not fall away if that does not occur. Okay. Right. Be prepared anyway. Now, I will say this if a pre tribulation raptures, all glory to God.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Again, I'm not well, going
1: to have to always... I think I'm going to have to. <laughs> you know, <laughs>
0: well, that's, but, but, I've but, yeah. I heard it said, you know, prep, prep, prep for the, uh, Prep for the trib, but pray for the rapture.
1: (laughs) It seems about right. Yes, I agree with that.
0: (laughs) But Uh. yeah, I think we do need to be prepared. And I think that you are right, because that is going to create a lot of confusion when it doesn't go down the way that mainstream uh, Christianity has pretty much, you know, prepped everyone to expect. So I think there is a lot of infighting uh, caused by, you know, dates and, and names and, you know, Unfortunately, you know, we find just the the smallest little things to to divide over, you know, and and some things it does matter. Don't get me wrong. a lot of things does matter if you're misrepresenting the word of God, misquoting scripture intentionally or directly to try to sway someone to believe your points. Then then that is deceptive. And that that's a whole nother thing. But, very much so. Yeah.
1: But I mean, someone, yeah. could be, someone could be born again and believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. And I disagree yeah. with them. Uh, I mean, there's a possibility of, 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 of post-wrath. You know, I mean, there's a possibility, you know, that we have to survive and, and persevere to the very end. Uh, you know, I, I myself believe in a pre-wrath rapture, uh, but, you know, if that doesn't happen, then I'm going to endure as long as God keeps me here on the earth if we truly are living in the end times, you know, so it, it is what it is. Um, but I agree yep. that anybody who discusses the rapture, uh, you know, if, if, if even us, even us is being pre wrath. Uh, we should say, well, it may may not happen that way because it's eschatology, you know, and 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 you know, there are people, there there's set belief structures that we have of whether you could judge somebody by their fruits, right? You could test their spirit of whether or not they truly are born again, if they truly are, um, you know, walking with God and Jesus, or if they're not, uh, you know, and so you know, eschatology, you know, eh, it. it, it I myself consider it to be secondary doctrine, but I would say there's certain caveats. Um, I don't think some, a, symboli- a, a symbolic way of, of interpreting Revelation, completely, like a completely symbolic way, I don't see that as being Bible, you know, Scripture-based. Uh, not to say that there isn't, you know, symbolic, symbolical interpretations that can be taken out of the book of Revelation, but I mean as a whole – um and also have very strong issues with full preterism that jesus christ has already uh has already returned uh i i also think that that is also um i that's not sound doctrine at all uh not not i what what is i guess not to go on an eschatological rant but any any way else you guys look at it or anything
2: uh well the way the way that i you know you had brought up the uh we'll just call them the anti-Nicene, anti-Nicene church fathers, right? So they they touched on a, like a whole lot of things, including like as a collective, they believe that we'd go through the tribulation. And the reason why I bring that up is because a lot of the doctrines that are thrown around in Christianity, there's so much division on whether, you know, um, just on, basically on everything, like you got Calvinism and you got Arminian, Arminianism and All these different things. And sometimes it gets confusing and you're like, well, what is it like? What is the correct interpretation? And I've stated this a ton of times on the show because I love the anti nicene church fathers writings. And I think that it's important to go back to them um, when concerning um, major doctrines, you know, whether the way I look at it is if you're confused on whether we, uh, you know, people are born to go to heaven or born to go to hell, which is what Calvinists would teach. You would, you know, if you're confused on even that fact, go back to the Antinician Church fathers. They were completely anti-Calvinist doctrine. That's true. Even and so, Calvin where does
1: where does Calvinist doctrine, even though Calvin would be a Calvinist today, which church father, with the lack of a better term, who do you trace that back back to, Jeremy?
2: Okay, so I trace it back to Augustine. And that is Augustine, correct. And
1: Augustine was a Gnostic. He was a Manichaean before for he converted.
2: Yep, he was a Manichaean for ten years, and uh, like when he when he came back to christianity his earlier writings were very aligned with the with the early church fathers and then after like 412 you know he, he completely did a 180 and started bringing in all these gnostic heresies and then you know free will started like slowly fading away from the church and theistic uh, determinism was brought in and their their interpretation of you know predestination and, uh, you know, limited atonement and all these things basically can be traced back to Augustine for the most, most of them anyway. And then his beliefs that he brought in, which are clearly Gnostic, would be traced as back to As a Gnostic, King.
1: as a former Gnostic, okay, you and I both, all right? I see it clear as day in Calvinism, especially hyper-Calvinism. Yes. Clear as day that pretty much that they believe— that it is like the game of the Sims, okay? It's assimilation, okay? And God controls every single. And, I, and look, we all here believe that God is completely sovereign, okay? However, that does not mean that God controls us like the Sims, and every single action that we do, even when we sin, even when we do horrific acts, okay? You know, as 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 believers and non-believers. Now, hopefully, anybody who's born again refrains from horrific acts, but we can still sin, okay? You know we're not slaves to sin, but we could still sin, and it's you know we have a conscious choice of it now. But but however however, you know someone like James White, who I love his exposure on gnosticism and New Age beliefs. However, his doctrine as a as a Calvinist. Is not anything that I believe. Now I will say this: I do believe James White is born again, and my Calvinist brothers and sisters, I do believe there are born again Calvinists. I-, I think I think they're messed up on doctrine, <laughs> you know. Uh, yes. But but I do believe that you know they're I and I've met them, you know. And, and 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 so it is that Gnostic belief that you know God puppets you no matter what you do. If it's going to the um, fridge to get a vanilla ice cream. Uh, you had no choice in that whatsoever, just as much as you had no choice uh, 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 of raping somebody or, or murdering right. somebody. Uh, last time I checked in the Bible, I have to get a specific scripture. Uh, uh, let me get it before I, I, I misquote. Uh, but I guess the paraphrase pretty much is: is, is you know, God doesn't you know uh, look upon sin. You know, so so that if it says that's true, then why would God ordain sin? I, I don't understand it.
2: Amen. I agree. Well, if we know that the, the consequence of sin is death, right? And God is absolutely abhorred with sin, like he hates sin. And it, throughout the whole theme of the Bible, you know, directs us to choose the way of life and righteousness and to do this and that, you know, that for the good. But in theistic determinism, like you said, they believe that God micromanages every thought, action, and sin and emotion even that you have and so if you look upon it logically and according to scripture why would a just and loving God ordain this person to sin and go to hell if God the whole time is telling you not to do that and would he be just in sending you to hell if you had no choice in doing that sin anyway if you had no choice in what you did with your life and he sent you to hell and blinded you to the gospel would he be adjusting love and God? And the answer is no. But in Gnosticism, that's exactly what they teach, and they say that it's all for God's glory. Everything he does is for God's glory, and then they overuse the term and over they redefine the term uh, sovereignty. Sovereignty just means ruler. It means king or ruler. It does not mean micromanage. You know what I mean? But that's how they interpret it.
1: Yeah. And God is ultimately sovereign. God can use anything accord and anyone according to his will. You know. Yes. Uh and and you know, so King James Version we have uh Habakkuk uh one thirteen. Thou art of purer eyes than to behold evil and cannot look cannot look at on iniquity. Wherefore lookest thou upon that deal treacherously and holdest thy tongue when the wicked devoureth the man that is more righteous than he. Uh so you know, look, God ordains sin? No. 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 <laughs> That's extremely Gnostic worldview. Uh, my Calvinist brothers and sisters As a former Gnostic. Uh, most Calvinists also the way that you know most Hellfire, and I'm not saying that you don't preach Hellfire, <laughs> okay? But I will say this: most Hellfire preachers take it a little bit too far. You know, most uh, in error preachers, uh, you know, only preach about the love of God. They don't preach about the wrath of God, the divine wrath of God. You know most if you're being a biblical preacher, you should get somewhere in the middle. You know yeah.
0: you but can't most, do John every Sunday.
1: No. But most <laughs> right. Calvinist, you know, preachers look at creation as being like or even look at human beings as just being just dirt, clay. We're, totally nothing. We're nothing. And it's like, well there's ontologically ontological good the Gnostics looked at everything being depraved, looked at everything being evil, uh, looked at the world as as being, uh, you know. I'm not saying that we venerate, the, you know, the creation. Okay, I'm not saying that, but just to, to 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 but to not look on God's creation. I mean, God looked on His creation and said it was good. <laughs> you know, so to be like it's completely evil. You know, and human beings are we're 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 are worse than clay. We're worse than dust. It's like well, Jesus said that God cares about the sparrows in the sky, and if he cares about them, then he cares more about you, you know? So if, if that's true, then, you know, then the, the basis of Calvinism of how disdain and horrible, and wicked, not to saying that humans aren't, okay, but, you know, that kind of look of the creation and, and as being, you know, the worst thing in the world, well, that's a very Gnostic mindset.
2: Yeah, and I, and I want to make this clear as well, is that, There are different, um, you know, some Calvinists are five points, some are three, two, whatever it may be. And I don't think, yeah, and I don't think that, like, whether you believe in theistic determinism, although you should know the origins of that doctrine that way, if you are a lover of the truth, you can renounce it. But, you know, things like if you don't believe in free will, okay, yeah, that's Gnostic. If you believe in it, whatever, that's your own personal thing. But if you start teaching something like limited atonement, then that's where I have a, like a big issue with you, because now you're preaching a different gospel, and like we are warned and know the outcome of what it would be for one to preach a different gospel, you know. And that's that's my major issue is when they they start getting to like a limited atonement uh, point of view and and preaching that to people, and basically this this matchstick th- theology where. Some people are just born for hell and some are born to go to heaven and God only died for the elect. He didn't actually die for the whole world, even though, you know, and I think it's John 2, 2 or 1 John 2, 2, I believe it is. It's he says that he didn't die for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. Like that's one of the disciples saying that he didn't just die for my sins He and, and us. He died for the whole world and everybody has that equal chance to become You know, God died for everybody and everybody has that equal chance to accept that free gift or reject that free gift. And upon that is where that just judgment comes, you know, because Christ is the only sacrifice for our sins. He's the only atonement for what we have, what we have done as uh, as his creation. And if you reject that only way out and that only reconciliation with the father, then you justly go to hell. Like that's the right choice because you're sin and your sin can't enter heaven you know
1: J- jeremy you sound uh, as the calvinists would say you sound like uh you're you're, you're speaking uh pelagianism there
2: <laughs> yeah and they misrepresent him too pelagian <laughs> didn't even believe all his fortune and they and
1: and, and and they uh misrepresent our uh jacobus armenius uh yeah. you know and i would say that i you know my, the way i look at it is you know calvin got may got a few things right army you know jacobus armenius may have got a few things right you know i mean they seem to be kind of like these both polarizing sides right you know and then it's it's kind of somewhere roughly in the middle you know and yeah. so to have a new to hold multiple positions in your head and having a new a, a nuanced response to it both sides Really dislike you on that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it, goes, it is. It is what it is, you know. So I guess uh, they they would yell they would yell at me and they go, "John, you're you're partially a Pelagian and you're, you know, both Calvinists would say you're 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 getting in the heaven, but you're barely just getting in, you know." Right. And I'm like, "Oh, thanks, thanks."
2: Yeah, and that's why I say, look, man, like if you have a if you really want to know the truth on on these specific uh, topics in in theology, go look at the early church fathers because If you go back to uh, Polycarp and Ignatius and um, uh, Clement of Rome, they were direct disciples of the apostles, and they taught what they had learned from the apostles themselves to their own disciples in this unbroken chain for 300 years. So, if you can logically conclude that if they preached, uh, if they interpreted uh, predestination different than what the Calvinists do, who do you think is right? You know, if this doctrine comes 400 years after. And they weren't taught by the the apostles themselves, as the early church was. Then you have to come to this logical conclusion. But you can go back to topics like free will or original sin and all these things that are highly debated in the church. And they've they've talked about it. You know, all the early church fathers pretty much touched on these things. And
1: Jeremy, where do you stand right on? on well,
2: is the ones that we should look at.
1: Where do you stand on total depravity, or original sin?
2: Uh, I, I, for total depravity, I don't believe that we were, I mean, if you believe in total depravity, then you have to go back to original sin anyway.
1: Yeah, that's true, yes.
2: uh, But I believe, as the early church fathers taught, that original sin is not, it's not even, it's not biblical. Mm -hmm. Believed is that, it's through our own choices, it's through our own actions that caused us to become more and more depraved but we also had the ability to do good we had the ability to make that choice to do good or to do bad we weren't completely depraved
1: interesting even god
2: gives us that choice you know what i mean he says uh today choose to choose the path of righteousness you know don't go in the way of death paraphrasing so he Hmm. told us to choose and to give us that choice on which way to go you know what i mean so obviously we have Some ounce of good in us. We can't be totally depraved.
1: So do you believe in limited depravity then or no depravity?
2: I believe we're depraved. Well, I believe that we had influences to become more and more depraved. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would categorize myself in either of those groups, but what's that? I said optional depravity. (laughs) Well, I think that we have an inclination towards sin. But especially when the fallen angels came down and like as the book of Enoch teaches that they taught us more wicked things, mm-hmm. you know, everything that was basically wicked. Swords and wars. They, they and influenced guys. us. Art of seductiveness. Right. right. Abortion, all that stuff. I think that it influenced mankind to make even worse decisions than we were making. But I believe that, you know, I use it for my example, too, is before I was saved, I did good things for people that obviously those good things don't save you, but I have examples where I would help the poor, not to make myself feel better or to do it first. But, sort but of selfish you weren't glorifying God
1: when you were doing that though.
2: Right, but I was not glorifying God when I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because and you have, it says because an you have an ontological
1: an good, an so you are able to do good works. They just don't glorify God. They you know ultimately, right. sadly, even if you're doing it which you think is the purest intentions, you still are glorifying yourself. In right, that action and, so yeah, right um, I don't know but where I, new I don't know where I stand on total depravity. I can see both sides uh, I gotta yeah. think about it more and read about it more. I do agree that the anti Nicene uh church and the uh apostolic Church uh kind of turns away from uh, 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 kind of most of the five points of Calvinism. Um, but I just have to I have to read more to for be able to. I, I will say that I am. I haven't fully fleshed it out enough to talk about it yet.
2: If that makes any. I like sense. what you said. I think you you one of the options was like partial depravity.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's kind of where where I would stand on it. But again, if you look at the anti-Nicene church fathers, they explain it in a way that I'm probably botching. <laughs> So it 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 would be better to go read them because they explain it in a very thought out and eloquent. I
1: mean, we are made in the image of God. We do have ontological good. Uh, Even even I can get Calvinists to admit that Satan has ontological good Uh, because at one time he was created by God. At one time, you know, he was an angel. uh, You know that you know glorified God. We don't exactly know when he decided to rebel and turn against God uh, per se. Uh, But I mean, you know, since God is Perfect, since God is light, since God is completely holy, uh, since God is completely good, for lack of a better terms, then the creator, anything that the creator creates, does have an ontologically good purpose. Well, um, and
0: we have that account in Job of him standing with the sons of gods before God. Yes. So, and, uh, it, at one point, he was where he was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, you
2: know, I don't know, but and, uh, and the whole uh, point. The whole point of that even that story is that, you know, Satan was trying to get Job to basically curse God, you know, to reject him. So he had free will and he stood his ground on believing in God and trusting in, his, in God's righteousness, you know, and he knew that God was good and that no matter what the enemy did, he didn't he didn't fail. You know what I mean? He didn't turn his right. back from God, even though that was the purpose of Satan being allowed to torment him and take everything away from him.
0: Right. Well, John, I only agreed to keep you for an hour. I'm not saying we have to cut this short,
1: but you can go uh, a little bit further if you guys can. I don't mind.
0: Okay. I just didn't want to keep you longer than I had agreed. Jeremy, you good to go? I'm good to go, brother. Okay, for sure. I hate cutting it off right when we get, you know, in the heart of the moment. So.
1: <laughs> no, no. I, yeah, me too. I mean, I've been, I've been enjoying this conversation. Uh, as this iron sharpens right. iron, right?
0: Amen. Amen. I keep saying none of us have an excuse to run around with dull iron. man.
1: No, no, not at all. Uh, you know, I still again, I'm still on the milk in a lot of ways myself, uh, even though if I've grown up in the church. But I've done most I can to read and and, uh, you know, try to go by. Ultimately, you know, I do believe in solo scriptura, uh, you know, to go by the word of God first. And then from there, uh, ascertain what the uh, um, early church. You know who? You know the Apostolic uh, Church was taught directly by the apostles. uh, Just to see, uh, you know, what they believed, and and, you know what came on from there. And just because you know something is developed later uh, uh, or taught later, doesn't necessarily mean it's not true either. Uh, You know, I I do, you know, believe as as I would I would consider myself part of the Apostolic Church, but. I, you know i do believe in a lot of the you know the the within uh protestantism uh compared to the fallen catholic and orthodox church um and so and yes i do believe there are problems with protestantism uh i you know there are problems with what they call the protestant quote-unquote fathers too uh you know and, and martin luther or or um John Calvin, uh, among others, uh, um, you know, our, our Jacob, Jacobus Arminius, um, Wesley. It's really sad, you know, the Methodist Church. You know, Wesley would be very upset if he saw the state of the Methodist Church to this day. I believe, right. um, you know, I I think he would be quite upset if he was living uh, in current times. Uh, the state the, of the of the Methodist Church. Of how far it has fallen and how uh, not all Methodist churches, but, uh, you know, quite a few of them are, are very uh, wicked and perverse. Um, and, uh, you know, the pushing of uh, LG, uh, LG uh, Q, uh, B, BT, you know, uh, plus whatever, you know, having transsexual uh, quote unquote pastors or, or, you know, it's just it's just it's not it's not good. It's not it's not good for it. Um, so, you know, it's it's just, you know, it's quite sad. You know, and and, and there's a lot of division, you know, there's division uh, throughout uh, the church. And, um, you know, I don't know. It's 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 something that I don't think will be rectified to the very end. And, uh, you know, and, you know, I do believe God always does keep a remnant. I think that is biblical uh, of true believers uh, throughout throughout the Bible. Um, And that's the same to this day, you know. There are people who earnestly believe and in, in trust in God, right? So it's it's sad. You know, I, I myself go to an independent Baptist church. Um, my pastor, God bless him, has kind of a Calvinist mindset. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he, he's softened up on some things. Uh, and uh, what if my good friends is the uh, kind of like almost associate pastor there? Uh, God put him in my life to lead me back to Christ too as well. His name is uh, Thomas Quackenbush. Um, and, uh, you know, God used me, uh, with my health knowledge to, um, to relieve him of his, uh, Crohn's disease. Um, so, you know, he, um, he, he, him and I have numerous theological discussions and we kind of see eye to eye, uh, you know, and we kind of just kind of sometimes just, you know, when we hear hyper-Calvinists speak at our church, you know, we kind of just like shake our heads and we're just like, no. (laughs) It's 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 just uh, I, as me being a former Gnostic, I just see it clear as day. Calvinism is just you know it, there's a lot of Gnostic influence in it, a lot of Gnostic influence in the writings of John Calvin, you know. And but I mean, there's certain things that you know I I believe in a believer's baptism. I would assume you guys do as well, right?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. For
1: um, sure,
0: yeah. In the and- muddy
2: water. Yeah, I
1: think we should be uh, – I think you should be dunked. I think you should be immersed, uh, baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, sure. And uh, I think it should be a public declaration. However, baptism does not save you. Sorry out there, uh, Catholic uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, it doesn't save you. Baptism doesn't save you. So, um, you know, you, you can uh, die being born again and not baptized and still go to heaven. And there is uh, yes. no – Um what do you guys think about uh, the doctrine of purgatory and it being Gnostic, Jeremy?
2: Um, well, I don't know exactly whether it comes from Gnosticism or not. I know that the, the Catholic church teaches it, but I also believe that as yearly church fathers taught, you know, um, there is a place called Abraham's bosom
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, you know, there's Hades and then there's paradise within Abraham's bosom. And you go to either one, depending on, you know, whether you got saved or not, mm-hmm. but, um, you know i think that's different than what the catholics call pur- purgatory and you know i think that was a doctrine pretty much made up in order to make a bunch of money since you could i guess you know here's a here's a tithe to help my brother get out of purgatory <laughs> one day
1: yeah um what about you, Brian? Uh, I mean, I, I myself go back and forth of the whole Abraham's bosom paradise aspect, where believers go and and non-believers, uh, non-people who are not born again, to go to Hades. Uh, you know, there's also certain scriptures that say uh, to, to be um, absent in the bodies, to be present of the Lord. Uh, so I, I don't know if we go to heaven. I, I I've also possibly the whole paradise Abraham bosom thing. I don't know if paradise in Abraham's bosom existed before jesus resurrected and now it's done away with i i I don't know i'm kind of on the fence on that um i i i don't know i i could see it both ways uh whatever whatever happens we're saved so it is what it is right you
0: know yeah if you read about you know lazarus and uh you know i definitely say there's definitely uh something going on there that we may not fully understand but um you know, it, it's definitely a, a place. Um, I don't think it's the prepared place, right? You know, like uh, the concept of the heaven and the earth pass away and the new Jerusalem come mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that a lot of Christians do get confused by the concept of, you know, when we guy, die, we go to heaven. You know, because really that's really not what I'm seeing.
1: Well, a, heaven, a lot of our beliefs it's about true. heaven, a lot of our beliefs about heaven, a lot of our beliefs about heaven and hell um they're kind of not biblical
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no we get so much from like Pil- Milton's Paradise Lost and then Dante's yep. Inferno yep. and you know like mm-hmm. all these things you know that are absolutely not biblical so
1: well, the fallen angels are locked locked in Tartarus right now, right, but I believe that most demons are the are the spirits of the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, right, or how do you all look at demons and uh fallen right. angels?
0: Exactly like that, John. <laughs> the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim. So
1: so Satan's not in hell. He roams the earth right now,
0: correct? Yeah, he has not been changed. And it's funny, point. too, because...
2: Right. And it says in the New Testament, right? So we got... Uh, hell, the word hell is translated a couple times, but in different, you know, different words, Gehenna, mm-hmm. uh, Hades, and Tartarus. And Tartarus is the place which is where the fallen angels are locked up, you know, the ones that committed the sin of sleeping with women and bearing children, they're locked up. But um, what the the early church and and the ancient uh, Jews, I believe, believed about that is that, and, and basically most polytheistic religions, you know, like the Greeks and the Romans also believed that Tartarus was as far below Hades as the earth is below the sky or the heavens. So it's like, it's a, it's not like Hades is above, is a dwelling place for for the souls. It's it's above Tartarus. Like Tartarus is like super low in the earth, mm-hmm. according to what they believe. So.
1: Yeah, and 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 and, and so uh, Satan is uh, appears as an angel of light. He doesn't appear as the red horn devil uh, that most people <laughs> uh, believes uh, that. Now I'm not saying that you know born again believers. If we saw. Uh, satan that we wouldn't see the true evil wretched being that he is right you know but to the world he appears as the angel of light uh and satan is you know he can only be at one place at one given time i believe in his spiritual form Uh, and he wanders the earth um and uh you know as of right now it's you know his you know he's the prince of the air you know it's his you know domain um, as they will. He's not ultimately in control. Obviously, God is so ultimately sovereign. Uh, and one day, you know, you know, when Jesus Christ, you know, comes back in the setup of the millennial kingdom, uh, well, to ask you this: Are you guys literalists when it comes to the millennial kingdom or not? You Go ahead and
2: answer first, friend. Did you? You said literalists.
1: mm mm-hmm. said Christ will reign for a thousand years. Absolutely, yes. Okay, so am I. Okay, okay. I
0: take, I take it all literal, man every bit, unless I'm told it's allegorical, you know, directly by the storyteller, I take it literally, so, you know, there was something, uh, I'll probably get this backwards, but it was like when Jesus um, says a certain man, right, like he's telling a, a real story, and then when he or maybe I'm saying that backwards. When he says a certain man, he's, he's telling a, a allegorical story, but then when he names them, right, he's, it's a, an actual story. And again, I always get this backwards, so I rarely even reference it, but my brother, Aaron Miller, right. Uh, who I record with sometimes at, well, he made that point and it, uh, you know, it's held true every time
2: I've looked at it. I just, for some reason, can't quote it correctly. Yeah. I think we got clear examples in scripture of when it is an allegory or, a yeah, you know, some other t- type of writing, like in the Book of Revelation, they use the symbols and stuff like that a lot to portray something literal.
1: Yeah, it's when it's when you take it in context, is right. when you can determine that that to be the case. A lot of New Agers, right. for example, take uh, Christ's teachings out of context, and you know where he says, you know, you will do greater works than I. You know that was uh that was God's Jesus specifically speaking to the apostles, and that you know that they would uh do the Great Commission. Uh, um, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, win or save more souls than Jesus was able to do directly during his earthly ministry. Um, You know, throughout the history of the Church of Born Again Believers, uh, the amount that we've been able to go out through the Great Commission. Uh, and it's Jesus and God working through these people to save the souls, obviously, but— uh, that's what is, is, is set in proper context, at least what I believe is meant, um, where the New Agers will say, well, that means you could do things greater than God, you know, and it's like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. Take it in context. Who's Jesus speaking to? What is he saying?
2: You know, but. And the, the way I've always interpreted that is just exactly the way you said it. You know, like at that time when uh, uh, before Jesus died and rose, rose again, uh, like basically people had to go to Jesus like directly for healing and to touch his garment or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? They, they pretty much had to go to him. But now that we also, uh, you know, that the disciples, uh, got this great commission and they were, they were able to walk in the power of God. Like not that they were God, but they were able to walk and heal people and and glorify God and spread the gospel. Yep. Like it was like, God was working through more than one meet person in order to accomplish his will instead of people coming directly to Jesus to receive all these things. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. So I would assume you guys aren't secessionists as far as gifts are concerned.
2: In the sense that that basically that, that we have the gifts today? Yes. Uh, personally, I believe that we still have the, the gifts uh, today. So you're
1: not a secessionist. I'm not either. I still believe the gifts exist as well. I don't believe speaking in okay, tongues cool. okay. is what people think Same it here. is though uh most of the as the the showing of speaking in tongues are people interacting with the cunning lady spirit. <laughs> speaking in tongues oh, yeah, is just speaking in different languages and being able to understand and interpret what the person says uh yeah you know, there's
0: exactly. absolutely some some confusion in the mega churches and some of those yeah areas angel yeah. flakes and gold from heaven and divinity dust. Well, you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> but we know so well right the enemy takes everything that is of god and tries to twist it and use it for worldly purposes so it doesn't it's no surprise right that of course we still have the gifts and then of course we're going to have uh those without trying to mimic and mock so
1: yeah and then, um h- one last thing is how do you guys feel about um one thing i always thought about is james uh into james uh i think it's james five um where he you know he talks about the elders praying about people being ill uh and stuff like that and everything kind of lays out the groundwork i think it's i think it's uh james five yeah it is so um you know, one thing I've always read that too is is about the anointing of the oil and praying of of the elders of the church and stuff like that and everything. Most people say that's physical sickness, but when you read it in context, at least I believe so. And my pastor actually preached about this. It seems to be about anybody who's who's dealing with spiritual sickness, anybody who's having doubts, anybody who's having, you know, issues with walking with the Lord or whatever. You know that that seems to be, you know, what that is, you know, alluding to. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I can actually read the scripture if you want me to. Because uh, I have it in front of me, but I didn't know yeah, how. Yeah, read it
2: for us real quick. Yeah, okay. Yes, so, sir. um,
1: so let's see here. I read a little bit beforehand. Uh, so let's see here. James five twelve. But above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but your yes is be, is be, is to be your yes and your no to be no, so that you do not fall under judgment. So that's interesting. We shouldn't. Uh, none of us should join Freemasonry because of that, right? Right. right,
0: absolutely, it's just the oath
2: alone,
1: or I would even take this further. this may upset people, say the pledge of allegiance,-
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we're kingdom we're we are you know we're told to be apart, separate from this kingdom, and oh yeah, do the you, whole ritual, put your hand
0: on your heart before you chant right we're christian,
2: you're, you're we're christian much, we're
1: Christians first American citizen second,
2: right, you can't put your allegiance to the worldly system or worldly country over. Or, or I don't even think that you should be able to, you know, step in both boundaries. I think that, you know, it's early church th- fathers thought, like, you shouldn't join the military.
0: Wait, wait, you're telling me I can't serve two masters? No, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm telling you, Brian. Oh, that's, that's interesting
1: because one thing I've always looked at it is, is didn't Jesus tell the Roman centurion, like the way I've always looked at that is if if you're doing something that is obviously like, uh, let's say that you're a pornographic actor, or actress, for example, <laughs> you know, that's completely in sin. There's yep. no way to like, uh, you should probably separate Just yourself it. from that if you're born again and not be, not, not being porn. Okay. It's evil. All right. right. But if you're a tax collector, for example, as Jesus told the tax collector, uh, collect your taxes. But just don't rip people off,
0: yeah, and he's, he's th- he
1: centurion, you know, do you know, do your orders, just don't go above that
0: right, well, I think so. even uh in Paul's writings, right, he's like, don't uh go refuse food at somebody's house, you know, but if they tell you, hey, this was sacrificed to an idol, then yeah, say no, not eating that, buddy, right. you know what I mean, so i I think maybe. The intention behind the thing sometimes does matter as well, but that also goes to it's not what goes into a, a man that defiles a man, but, you know, what proceeds out of his heart. So I, that's why he was saying that at the time. So I'm not saying that's a blanket statement that makes everything OK, because it's real easy to uh, to view it that way. Uh, apparently, I've heard.
1: Oh, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's yeah, don't there, there are some caveats to that. that yeah, exactly. alcohol. Uh, uh, other things, <laughs> you yes. know, uh, being a glutton. Uh, you know, I mean, there are things that, that would, but, but yes, I mean, the, the oh man, the Hebrew roots, that's even another t- topic on that oh. one. Uh, but but uh, I guess to finish with James, is anyone among you suffering, then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful, he is to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick, then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil, in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. I pray of a righteous person which, is, which when it is brought about, can accomplish much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky poured rain, and the earth produces fruit. My brothers and sisters, if anyone among you strays from the truth and someone turns him back let him know that one has turned a sinner from this error and of his way will save his soul from death and cover a multitude of sins so oh yeah, that
2: definitely sounded spiritual yes I mean, that spiritual is spiritual it, sickness,
1: my right? belief that is spiritual sickness now you can apply it to physical sickness but my belief it's spirit is a correct in context interpretation of that passage
2: i agree man that was great Now that you said it, you know, because I always thought, you know, like when when you hear people talk about that passage, they're always like, you know, this person has a cold. Well, bring them to the elders. It's like I don't think that's what it's talking about. But the way that you explained it is is way better, and I I agree with you.
1: Yeah. If anybody has doubts, if anybody is strayed, you know, away from the truth, you know, if anybody starts, you know, you know, believing false doctrine, you know they start you know you he, he start getting itching ears you know
0: yeah those I are think, all beers. no i think that, sure. i think that's great no i'm with you i'm so glad that you took it there at the end and i feel like that's the perfect close to to leave people with as well so yes um, and then uh, with that being said john we would love to have you back on and this has been great <laughs> so yes
1: i'd love to have you guys both on my channel too as well this has been excellent i've really enjoyed this it's it's refreshing to uh, you know, converse with people who are, you know, very strong in their faith and their walk with God and, uh, you know, have taken it very seriously, their understanding of God's word.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And I'll go ahead and say we'd be honored to be a part of that. Absolutely. I appreciate that as well. So this has been refreshing. This has been edifying. This has been sharpening. I mean, this is everything i had hoped and more. And and like I said, you know, the way things worked out, you know, we had a pretty big name we were excited to talk to and, and it led to this series of events that put us right here and and this is the the show that was intended to be published uh okay. you know not the one that was deleted <laughs> so <laughs> that's obvious now if it wasn't uh, the moment that we cut that first one short so
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah next time i can talk about how tartaria is a satanic lie so uh, get ready for that one that's a good one nice.
0: that'll fall that was right was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so john i just want to thank you again so, so that'd be great <laughs> Yeah. yeah
1: thank you for having me on and and god bless to both of you it's it's been an utmost pleasure uh hopefully you know all glory to god and we're able to to edify and glorify him uh with our conversation and and god bless everyone uh, who is listening and and you know and if 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 you don't know christ if you don't walk with him if you don't believe you know just you know probably you know if you don't have a bible get one uh of course you know stay away from certain uh you know translations of the bible like the new new living translation or the uh uh, the message you know uh but you know the uh, nasb the niv there's some faults in all you know in some of the translations however you know you could still save people uh because god has preserved his word um so you know just you know pick up a bible and uh you know just start
0: reading Amen. Or reach out, you know, re- email way 85 at gmail.com. We will get you a Bible. <laughs> and uh, I was going to say, too, John,
2: you're also an author, aren't you?
1: Uh, yes, I am. I, oh. I've written uh, numerous. I've written health books. I'm about to publish my second health book. Uh, I wrote Fix Your Gut on Amazon. and I'm writing uh, Fix Your Mitochondria, uh, which is my book on mitochondrial health. I'm a naturopathic author and health coach from a Christian perspective. Uh, uh, no yoga. <laughs> I've completely, you know, completely purged any, uh, 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 new age belief, uh, that I used to have, uh, uh, hopefully as, as far as, um, uh, natural health is concerned, of course, but eating right and getting sunlight, you know, is, is, is you know, God is creating these things and, in, in certain, you know, herbs and supplements, you know, of course, marijuana is a different topic. Uh, marijuana is, uh, pharmakia, as they say. Uh, which should be avoided. Uh, but yes, I, I'm, I'm writing also a book on the Finders uh, Cult or Operation, uh, which will hopefully be out this year. Um, I think maybe my next book, if if it is God's will, will be a polemic against the modern day truth movement and against Gnosticism. So it. hopefully I, I will get to writing that, uh, Lord willing. Um,
0: well, but I will you know. Say it. Any links that you want me to post in the show notes, just send them to the chat real quick, you know, at some point today. And when I get home and and do everything, I'll put those anything to your sites, your books, anything you want listed, man. I and mean, we would be glad to help. Oh, uh, of course. I that. mean,
1: pretty much as we've read the documents, you know, I wrestled with, I guess, real quick, one of the last thing is I wrestled with, uh, you know, speaking about what's going on in the world, but also trying to do it from a biblical and Christian perspective because I don't want to lead people astray and lead them into the truth movement, you know? And, and so I kind of took to heart when Jesus talked to the centurion when we talked to the tax collector, you know, I can talk about world events and what's going on in the world and stuff like that and everything, but from, you know, my perspective of, of being a, of a born-again Bible-believing Christian, you know, and I think that's 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 very sorely lost uh those you know, voices are being drowned out even more now uh within you know whatever you want to call the, the untruth movement or the truth movement or whatever it is uh you know so you know i, I still talk about world events and things that are going on uh today uh, but also uh, preach and proclaim the gospel uh, because as paul said uh, in Romans 1017 uh, um so th- you know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God Um, So we must boldly boldly, uh, proclaim the gospel as we're told to do by the Great Commission.
0: Amen. Uh, No, I think we share that sentiment exactly. You know, we wanted to, uh, we're interested in some of those things, but those are uh, not the most important thing that we need to be sharing with our listeners. So uh, I appreciate that as well, because I think that Jeremy and I both share that exact same sentiment. We want to uh, make people aware of, of deceptions and things going on in the world but not if it causes someone to stray away
2: or if it would mislead.
1: Yes. Amen, so, yes.
2: Yeah, amen. If we're going to expose the darkness, we're also going to have to expose the light at the same time. You can't leave them hopeless and empty. You have to get them to realize that, you know, these things are are biblical and Christ, you know, God warned about them and especially like the new world order stuff, but you can't leave out Christ. I mean, that's the only hope in all of it, you know. Each. Amen.
1: Yes. Yep. And, and and that's exactly why, um, you know, we're we're called to expose the deeds of darkness, uh, but we should do it while we're proclaiming the gospel. And God has used me. There's been many people who have who have, uh, uh, and praise God, who've who proclaimed in my comments section or people that have have known, uh, just as you know, God used certain people to lead me uh, to Him and glorification of Him. Uh, I've also uh, God has also used me. Uh, to lead people through, we've read the documents and through my work uh, to him as well. So all glory to God. Th- uh, God bless everyone who's listening, and definitely thank you for uh, listening to us uh, discuss um, you know various uh, topics and uh, you know glorify God and edify God uh, through Scripture. Uh, and definitely thank you for listening to "By Their Fruits." Uh, Brian and Jeremy are both uh, brothers in Christ that I am very welcome to call. So. Uh, and take care, of everybody, and may God uh, richly uh, bless you.
0: Amen. Thank you, Amen. John. Thank you, brother. This has been great. Much love. God bless. Godspeed. Thank you for listening to Buy Their Fruits. May the Lord bless the giver, the gift, and the receiver.